Although there is evidence indicating an earlier origin, and there is debate surrounding the matter, the earliest agreed-upon iteration of poker is found in Deutschland during the early 16th century in the form of a bluffing game known as Potion that eventually made its way to France. After arriving in the land of the Franks, it traveled to that of New Orleans. It is from docks and piers of New Orleans that saw the game be played by riverboat gamblers as they traveled along the Mississippi River. It wasn't until the 1830s that saw the game get refined to what is now known as poker with the drawing of cards to improve one's hand appearing during the American Civil War. Greetings and welcome to Checkpoint Gaming. With this series of episodes, we will be going over how to play the game poker. With poker, it is a card-comparing game where the player with the best hand is the one who will win whatever is at stake. With playing the game, a single 52-card deck is typically used, although jokers will be used on occasion. Although there are other deck types out there, such as the German, Swiss, Spanish, and Italian decks, since we're used to the French deck, that is our default perspective with this series. It is also important that all of the card backs possess the same design and color as to prevent them from passively acting as marked cards. When playing, it is done with at least two players, although more can play as well. With keeping track of the game's score, although any means can be used to do this, chips are typically the default means with the players needing to buy a certain number of chips at the beginning of the game in order to play. With the needed quantity, as well as their respective values, it is determined before play begins. With these chips, they're color-coded for speed, accuracy, and ease of verification. This value will also change based upon the venue. With the cards that a player possesses, it is known as a hand and is dealt to each player and represents a particular combination of cards. Each hand can have one of nine ranks to them, with the highest rank typically winning the pot. But with some variants, it is the lowest ranked hand that will win the pot. There are also some variants, which are known as high-low or split games, where the pot is equally split between the highest and lowest hands. Each rank also possesses a probability of being dealt, which is done randomly from the deck. The ranking of the cards are as follows, from highest to lowest. Ace, King, Queen, Jack, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, and 2, although the ace can also double as the lowest card when the situation deems it necessary. With this ranking, it is based upon a five-card hand, which is the baseline for poker, even if playing a variant of the game that grants access to more than five cards. And though the cards possess a ranking to them, the card's suits don't. With the different hands that a player is able to make, they fall into nine categories. With these categories, they are as follows, going from lowest to highest, one pair, two pair, three of a kind, straight, flush, full house, four of a kind, straight flush, and royal flush. With these hands, the higher-ranked hand will beat the lower-ranked hand. With a one pair, it refers to any two cards that possess the same rank, regardless of suit, with the remaining cards possessing different rank values. If two players possess a pair, then the player with the higher-valued pair will win. But if the pairs are the same, then compare the highest ranked of the other cards in order to determine the winner. But if that is equal, do the same with the middle ranked card. And if that two is equal, use the lower ranked card. With a two pair, it refers to two different sets of card pairs with the remaining card possessing a different rank value. 
If two players possess a two-pair, then compare the higher pair in order to determine the winner. But if that is equal, then compare the lower pair in order to determine the winner. But if both pairs are equal, then the odd card is to determine the winner. With three of a kind, it refers to any three cards that are of the same rank, regardless of suit, with the remaining cards possessing different ranks. The three of a kind can also be known as trips or set. If two players possess a three of a kind of equal value, then compare the highest ranking of the other cards in order to determine the winner. But if that is equal, do the same with the lower ranking card. With a straight, it refers to a five-card sequence, regardless of suit. Even if some of the cards are of the same suit, the entire sequence can't be. Since the ace can be either high or low, the highest kind of straight is that of ace, king, queen, jack, and ten, while the lowest kind of straight is that of five, four, three, two, and ace. With that said, the ace cannot be used to turn the corner, thus preventing a straight consisting of something like three, two, ace, king, and queen. If two players possess a straight, then compare the highest-ranked card in order to determine the winner. With a flush, it refers to a five-card hand that is all of the same suit but isn't in sequence. If two players possess a flush, then compare the highest-ranked card in order to determine the winner. But if that is equal, then proceed down the cards to the lowest-ranked card in order to see if one of these cards will break the tie. With a full house, it consists of a three-of-a-kind and a pair. If two players possess a full house and the three-of-a-kind is equal, then the pairs will decide the outcome. But if the pairs are equal, then the three-of-a-kind will decide the outcome. With a four-of-a-kind, it refers to any four cards that possess the same rank, regardless of suit, with the remaining card possessing a different rank value. If two players possess a four-of-a-kind, then compare the card's rank in order to determine the winner. With a straight flush, if refers to a five-card hand that is both of the same sequential order and all of the same suit. If two players possess a straight flush, then compare the highest-ranking cards in order to determine the winner. Finally, with the royal flush, also known as a royal straight flush, it is an ace-high straight flush. Since the odds of a player getting this hand are 649,739 to 1, it'll be highly unlikely for the player to get it, let alone two of them, which has the odds of 553,700,947,700 to 1 of occurring. But if two players do somehow possess a royal flush, first, check for cheating, and second, there is no tiebreaker through the use of suits. With these hands, it's when playing without any wilds. But if playing with wilds, then one more hand exists and it outranks that of the royal flush. This hand is that of five of a kind where the player has five cards that possess the same rank to them. This can be achieved through any means of combining the wild cards with the non-wild cards. With all of that said, there is the possibility that none of the players possess any of the aforementioned hands. If this occurs, then the high card will come into play, which will see the players comparing their hands to see who has the best, highest card. With the player that possesses this card, they will be deemed the winner. But if these cards are the same, then the second highest card is compared with this process continuing with each card all the way down to the lowest card. But if a player has one of the aforementioned hands and none of the other players do, then the player with the aforementioned hand will beat all of the other players. When it comes to that of two hands being identical, then said players are tied with the tied players splitting the pot. 
It is worth noting that if two hands possess the same high pair, then the ranking of the next card within the hands will determine who the winner is. This also extends to hands that have identical pairs, which will use the fifth card to decide the winner. With a high card hand, it is determined by the rank of the highest card that is found within the player's hand. There is also the lowest hand, which follows the lowest rank amongst the poker hands that are played. With a play, it is a single game that runs from one shuffle to the next shuffle. With any given hand, it is possible for two or more players to tie. If this occurs, then the pot is to be divided between them equally. But if the pot can't be equally divided, then the leftover amount goes to the player who called the highest bet. And with a showdown, it is the final act of a game that is used to determine the winner of the pot after all of the bets have been made. With the nature of poker, it is a game of probability, so the more that a player knows the odds of something occurring, the better chance they have on determining what will and won't be a good hand, and the more that a player will win a hand. And the number of different five-card hands that are possible with a 52-card deck is 2,598,960. Each variant of poker also possesses supplemental odds depending upon how many cards are dealt to each player and how many active players are still in the game. During the showdown, each player that is still in the game will compare their best five cards that they possess to see if they win the game with a fair number of variants only consisting of five cards being dealt to each player. But there are some variants to the game where additional cards are dealt out, but with only the best five cards being used to construct a hand. Although there are hundreds of variants to that of poker, they will fit into just a few families. If all of the cards are dealt face down to the players, then the game belongs to the draw family. But if some of the cards are dealt face up to the players, then the game belongs to the stud family. When it comes to betting, it is a key component of the game. If a player decides that their hand is good enough against that of the other players, they can bet a specific amount. This can be done because they think they have, or reasonable odds of possessing, the best hand found at the table. During every deal, there will be at least one interval of betting that will see the players bet upon their hand. It is also possible for multiple betting intervals to occur. Like the stock market, proper management will minimize losses and maximize returns. But with that said, a string of bets isn't allowed to be done. If a player intends to raise, then they will have to put all of their chips they plan on using in a raise into the pot simultaneously or announce their intent on raising. But before the cards are dealt out for any given round, an initial contribution is required to participate, which is known as an auntie, and will go into the pot. Also known as a blind, the kitty is used to encourage players to bet towards winning the pot, and the players contribute to it before the initial cards are dealt out to the players, with each player contributing to the ante. And depending upon how play is being conducted, the kitty will only be contributed to by a selected number of players, which are typically the two players found to the dealer's left. The first player found to the dealer's left is known as the age. With the pot, which is also known as the pool or kitty, it is an aggregate or accumulation of chips, money, or any other representative item that is at stake for the current deal. The pot will also build during the course of the game during each hand. With each round, betting is able to occur. 
After the initial bet, in a clockwise direction, each player can either call the bet by putting the same number of chips into the pot, raise, which will see the player put more than enough chips into the pot to call, thus increasing the wager during a round of betting, or to fold, which will see the player put in no chips, discard their hand, and is out for that given round until the next deal is made. So basically speaking, a player that folds will relinquish their right to the pot. With a call, it is a bet that is exactly equal to the preceding bet that was made by the previous player. When doing so, they will have to indicate that they're calling. With a raise, it is a bet that is made to increase the value that is needed to continue to participate in a given hand. So it is equal to the bet made by the previous player plus an additional amount. If a bet is raised, then all players are given the chance to call the raise, increase the raise, or fold. When doing so, they will have to indicate that they're raising. When a player has been raised, they can raise again when it is their turn to do so during the round. In addition to this, these raises can continue indefinitely provided that no player raised the amount of any previous bet by more than the betting limit that is in place. When a player folds, they withdraw from the current deal and relinquish their rights to the pot, thus making them inactive. So basically, they lose any chips that they have placed into the pot. A player can fold if they don't think their hand is strong enough to compete against that of the other players. When folding, the player will turn their cards face down and place them in front of them. In stud games, if a player turns down their up cards or indicates that another player to act by picking up their up cards, then said player folds. They can also indicate this by saying fold. Folding is also known as dropout or mucking. These cards can also be placed into the center of the table and are also disqualified for further use in the current game and can't be viewed by the other players. When a player raises, checks, calls, or folds, a verbal statement or indicator is to be performed. This also extends to the announcement of a specified size of a wager, assuming that it is within the parameters of the game being played. Such statements or indicators are binding if it is the player's turn to act. There is typically two or more rounds of betting for each deal, and each round of betting comes to an end when the bets have been equalized. This equalization occurs when everyone has called or folded. When equalized, the pot can be said to be right or balanced. From there, the next round of dealing occurs, or the cards are to be compared during the showdown. After the final round of betting, there is a showdown where each remaining player shows their hand face up upon the table with the person that possesses the best hand taking the pot. With the showdown, it will determine the winner of the pot when there are two or more players that are in contention after all of the rounds of betting has occurred. At this point, each of these players will expose their hand so that a winner can be determined. Each hand will need to be clearly displayed so that it can be properly identified. The player that initiated the final bet, or raise that is called, is to be the first player to show their hand during the showdown, regardless if said action occurred on the last card or upon the previous round. Regarding all of the other players showing their hands, it is done in a clockwise direction. It is also possible for a losing player to concede their rights to the pot by just discarding their hand. And any hand that has been placed face up upon the table and properly identified is considered a live hand. This remains true even if the dealer collects the hand in error. If a player fails to take reasonable means to protect their hand, then they have no redress if their hand is fouled or the dealer accidentally collects said hand.
It is also the responsibility of each player to ensure that their hand has lost before they go about discarding it. And if a player leaves the table without comment and possesses an unprotected hand, it is assumed that said player has no interest in the pot and their hand is to be mucked. Although players are able to contest a pot, it will have to be done immediately. Once any cards have been dealt for the next hand, it will see any rights connected with the previous hand getting lost. If a player asks to see a losing hand, then the dealer can tap the muck in order to find the losing hand so that it can be displayed. It is worth noting that the losing hand is considered to be dead, even if it is determined to have been a better hand than the hand that was used to win the pot. The exception to this is if the winner of the pot is the one making the request. But if a player makes a bet or raises the stakes that none of the other players call, they will be able to win the pot without ever showing their hand. This gives poker a bluffing element to it, thus causing the pot to be won without needing the best combination of cards. In regards to bluffing, it is when a player makes a bet on a hand that they possess that they don't think is the best hand found in the given round but acting if they hold a better hand than they actually do. It encourages the other players to misread the hand and possibly fold. It is worth noting that if a player makes a bet, followed by incorrectly assuming that there aren't any other live hands and discards their hand and lands upon the discard pile, then it is considered to be discarded and cannot be reconstructed. And if an uncalled hand wins the pot and is shown to another person, it will have to be shown to all players upon request. When a player wants to stay in the game without betting, then they will check. This basically equates to a bet of zero. This allows the player to retain their rights to the pot without adding to it. In order to indicate that they're checking, the player will say check. But this can only occur if none of the players bet before play returns to said player. If another player did bet, however, said player will be unable to check, thus requiring them to either call or fold. With a player that previously checked, they can raise a bet only if another player raised it. With checking, the first player to bet in a given round is able to do it with subsequent players doing the same. With each round of betting, one player is to be designated as the first better. The betting process will always move in a clockwise direction, going from player to player, with no one being able to check, bet, or fold when it isn't their turn to do so. When a player is playing, they have the right to act upon their hand. And if betting passes them before they are yet to bet, they are obliged to notify the other players about the matter. But is substantial action occurs after a player whose turn it is to act and has yet to act, then the actions will stand. The player will have to check if there has not been a bet to them and can only call or fold if there was a bet to them. The dealer will also count as a person if they condone the action and is considered having acted if they dealt a card from the deck or has pushed the action past the proper player. If substantial action has occurred and the dealer has dealt out any cards for the next round, then the player who has yet to call all of the bets is considered to have a dead hand. And with a stud game, if an action is taken by a player who thought they were first to act, and if the next two players act after said player, then the player who acted out of turn is to be treated as if they were the first player. Regarding betting, it shall continue as if they were the first player to act. If actions occur out of turn, it can have a negative effect upon that of betting. 
Because of that, the following rules are to be used to reduce the harm that is to occur for any non-offending players, but only if substantial action has yet to occur. This can be seen with the player taking the same action in turn that they took out of turn, thus causing the player to leave the chips within the pot in the form or calling or raising if they bet out of turn. But with that said, a player is allowed to take back a call that occurred out of turn if an intervening player that hasn't acted is allowed to raise the pot. And a bet that occurred out of turn can be changed to that of a raise if an intervening player who has yet to act decides to bet. With a raise that occurred out of turn, it can be changed to a re-raise if an intervening player who has yet to act decides to raise. And unless a player is planning on bluffing, they shouldn't make a bet without possessing a hand that they think will help them win the pot. Knowing what constitutes as a good, fair, or bad hand, as well as how much to bet, will come with experience. And when engaging in typical play, the person found to the dealer's left will start with play continuing clockwise. But with that said, some variants of the game will see the player possessing either the highest or lowest card, showing begin play with clockwise movements starting with them. Players are also to play in turn, waiting for their turn to perform an action. When it comes to that of any cards that are dealt face down, they're only to be viewed by the player that possesses them. But if the dealer accidentally deals a card that becomes face up, then the hand can become dead, requiring a redeal. With that said, it is each player's responsibility to protect their hand until the showdown is reached. Every player is to also keep all of their cards that they were dealt in full view of the dealer at all times with the dealer ensuring that the players comply. With each hand that is dealt, each player is only allowed to receive one hand with said player making all decisions regarding it without input from anyone else and each player is only allowed to improve their own chances of winning and can't take any action that would improve the chances of another player to win. Players also aren't allowed to communicate any information regarding the outcome of a poker game with any of the other players that can assist the other players. So with that said, that is the basics for the game poker. With that taken care of, we can start talking about dealing. If you liked this episode, feel free to give it a like. And if you want to stay up to date on any future episodes we upload, go ahead and subscribe. You can also support us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash checkpoint gaming. See you in the next episode and happy gaming.